Why, hello, everyone. Now, you see, the Chili Crew has not been able to meet like they normally do, so we've been forced to make episodes based upon some of our live casts we've done on the Facebooks. Now, I may not understand all the technical know-how and terminology, but I believe one of the Chili Crew has informed me that because they're taking these episodes from their live cast, some of the audio might sound like it's coming from a rotary phone. I don't see what the problem is. Rotary sounded absolutely fine to me. Oh, right, right. So anyway, please forgive some of the uh, uh, breaks in conversations that you might run into from time to time. And by the way, if you'd like to join the conversation, they go live every Thursday at 7 p.m. Listen, we've been praying for all of you, and we hope that all of you are staying safe and staying healthy. And until we meet again, please keep the conversation going. We love you and enjoy. Thinking about tonight, I was uh, looking two weeks from now with Easter. And everybody's uh, going to be still on uh, home lockdown. And churches are going to be still uh, delivering messages in, in ways that we're not accustomed to. Uh, things that are, are a little foreign. Um, there's not going to be the Easter... Uh, services and and all the camaraderie and the Easter egg hunts that that we're all familiar with. Now along those lines, um, when when Jesus came into when Jesus came into Jerusalem just before he was uh, he was crucified, it was during Passover, I believe. He, he came in and everybody had their expectations, their hopes up for um, a, a big reckoning that was supposed to happen in their minds that this is the way it's supposed to be and uh it, it ended up not quite not quite being what they were hoping for uh, much like this time now how how should we get used to a a, a normal like this uh you know and not be deflated because it's not what we're expecting you're saying try to make normalcy out of this yeah, how, how can we, because uh, you know, we all, we, you know, for those of us that, that have kids around us and have families and they're looking to us to try to make this still a good, memorable holiday coming up for Easter. And how, as, as families, how as individuals do we still keep that faith and, and, and drive home the story, even through not just the stories that we're saying, but the, the, the faith walk? Keeping God the forefront what we think about what we do we're gonna probably be singing uh some songs together um, i'm actually trying to put together a couple of things to sing online just to encourage other people and, and try to use the gift that god's given me to help other people celebrate the season as well um, i'm trying to get my couple of my kids to sing with me kind of hard sometimes trying to talk talk your family into singing on live <laughs> but uh, it's it's just, fun. Uh, so. Just get a green screen. Trust me, they'll have a blast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. I mean, I I personally think you know, if you if you change what you've done in the past, what did we do in the past? I mean, was it really that different than what you should be doing now? Reality wise, we're not going to be changing anything other than the fact that we're not going to go to church. Um, and have a big church celebration, but we are going to celebrate the same way we've done in the past with 
the scripture and, and knowing what it's about and how how we can impact our family. We can FaceTime with our family members and other people and, and keep that connection that way. But the celebration and remembrance of, of what Christ did and how he rose from the dead, that's that's the whole concept of why did he do it and how did he do it and and go through that story. There's a few movies out there that are that are really cool now to watch, you know, and I do know um, we were trying to put together some awesome stuff. Well, I mean, that's that, stuff that's like that. That's, I think, something that I, I'm looking forward Gosh, to. I, 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 I know my, my family's looking forward to it. All right, guys. Uh, any, anyone else have anything to weigh in on that? Yes, I do. Just jotting down some as I mean, as we go on, we went into this thing. Um, it it kind of gives you a weird feeling, but but these are the things that God wants us to draw. We we need to draw closer to Him, and I think as we come to Easter, it's a new challenge for our faith. Um, it's a time of reflection, of time of recommitment, um, a time to set an example for those around us, our, our family, our friends. And there's a lot of good things that are happening through this time. I think it should have an even more, uh, it should be even more special this year than, than any year in my lifetime uh, because of the situation that we're in. Because everybody keeps screaming about end times. Well, you know what? God knows when the end times are. We're, we need to draw close and we need to walk the walk that we've been talking about. Um, so I, th- I really think... Easter should be even more special this year, no matter how we do it. If we're in our home, if we're sharing with the family that we have with us, we're doing simulcast church. I mean, there's a lot of good worship that goes on at home. I mean, where did the church start? It started at home. And I think for me, it's a new challenge. Um, and again, that type of reflection. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Awesome. How can how can we adapt to the situation? It's I think a lot of this comes down to when it comes to scripture and when when we're looking at scripture. Scripture is full of principles, okay, and 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 it's very difficult to to try to like pinpoint because a lot of people a lot of people want this list of do's and don'ts, and that's what they think this is all about. But God more or less wants our heart and whatever those convictions he gives us is, is you know, at that moment, that, that may be the conviction that we, that we need to focus on. But I guess my point is, is in when it comes to adapting, we should understand that when adapting, we should always stick to those principles that Christ has been trying to teach us. Uh, for example, I just I was just watching. Um, oh, man, about an hour or two ago, I was watching one of the latest episodes of Little Light Studios. And they're on YouTube, a really great channel. Uh, they're just, they just put out a lot of media. There are a whole bunch of people that used to work in, in media and so forth, uh, Hollywood, that kind of stuff. One of the questions that was posed to them is, what, what movies are okay for me to listen to? What, what music is okay for me to listen to? Da, 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 da. You know, what media is okay for me to engage with? And they started out the entire thing by saying, listen, God teaches us principles in the word of God. He doesn't give us a yes or no list. He says, because, and I, I thought they were brilliant by doing this. You need to, to jump in wherever the Lord is convicting you at this moment. 
And I think that would also apply when it comes to these principles as well and, and adapting because God talked about, you know, being the peacemakers. God talked about being the ones who, who help the poor. God talked about being the ones who take care of our, our, our as uh, Mike always says, you know, our first ministry is our family. And I would agree with him 100%. Our first ministry is our family. And so those are the type of things we need to uh, engage in are the principles that Christ tried to teach us in, in the Word. I, I think, too, uh, with this whole, um, since we've been on, on, on lockdown or home quarantine or staycations, whatever whatever you want to call it. Staycations. <laughs> staycations. <laughs> there's, there's been a lot more social media uprising. Like, there's so many more people putting stuff out there. I think that there's a lot of great, great people putting great content out there. I mean, from like you said, Little Light Studios to uh, the skit guys are doing Bible stories for kids every night live. <laughs> and I, I find it important that when we plug into stuff like that, that we take the family with us. Because it'd be so, you know, it, you, you said it yourself that our, our family is our first ministry. Right. That if you go seeking on your own, you're going to leave everybody else behind you. Be sure that wherever you go, you take your family with you. I I haven't letting the kids because they're so cooped up on social media in in the um, the medium that they're camera people. So like the kids want a nightly Bible story read. So I let the kids take the the camera and. While I'm reading a book and they're either videotaping the book or their foot or their eye or their, their brother or <laughs> yeah. wherever they want to point the camera, just just to let them know that there are people out there and like Cassidy, when she is using the camera and people start liking it or putting little hearts, like no one can hear me talk or read the book because she's so excited <laughs> about the little things <laughs> popping up. Look, look, there's another one. There's another one. There's another one. In regards to the the church and 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 people's walk with faith, I think that um, during this time, even as non-believers or new Christians that are so used to seeing that church is this way, I think that this is a great opportunity to kind of you know break that box that that uh, we've we've built around Christ around the church. Like you know, everyone's used to church being this way you go to the you go to the building you learn with everybody you leave if it's not this way then it's not church Can't. you know and my yeah right oops other way yeah sully yeah well you guys are talking about ideologies and actual practice but again this is a perfect time for practice makes perfect i mean you have the time to sit there and be like okay what are your guys' beliefs on the church system and have a serious conversation with your family? I mean, this is the way I look at it. You have the time. You now have a captive audience, like Justin said about the one guy that he is always with, about the one guy at work. You have a captive audience now, so why not use it? Right. If you're going to start at home, start at home. Like, okay, I had a little boy just ask me about what happened with Jesus. And I actually broke it down to him. I was like, okay, this is what happened. He drugged this giant cross to cross. And a large amount of things. I talked about the three people that he's with. How the guy was saved and everything else. 
and he was just sitting there going, okay, okay. And it was just, he just finally understood what actually happened with him. So if you have the time and you have the captive audience that we do now, shut off the PS4, shut off the phones, <laughs> open up the Bible and go, hey, let's talk. What are your guys' issues? What's going on? Let's talk about this. And for the people that actually do know it and that are in the Bible, like, okay, you guys can go over finances. My, I just talked to one of my friends down in Georgia. He's having a lot better time than we are up here. But he's over by Atlanta, and it's not too bad where he's at right now, we were talking about. But he went through this Bible verse about anger and everything else. And we were sitting there talking about it. And I told him about my podcast and everything else. And he's going through this little thing where he's going through different Bible verses to try to figure different things out. So right now is a perfect time for one family self analyzation and also self spirit walk. Agree with you there, Sully. And, and good job for not being afraid to share. Kids, kids right? are uh, giant sponges. They're wanting to learn. Oh, yeah. Wayne? Oh, hey, I just, I just wanted to throw this in. I keep hearing the word adapt, 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 adapt. Um, Overcome. The really should be adapting to is, um, you know, we're at home now. We're on shutdown. Um, one of the things that are, it's come up like two or three times with my girls, um, and, and I was quite dramatic one day. I think I was a little stir crazy, so I was quite dramatic. And I said, if for some reason I walk out that door and I don't come back, this is what I want you always to remember about me. John 316. Yeah, that too. That is the base. <laughs> Our base is God's word. What he says is true. Um, that's our reality. That's our base. Just draw closer. Draw closer. This should always, this, this situation right now should be drawing us closer to him. And I think there's coincidence uh, in things that happen. This is our time to draw closer to him and, and, and grow in him. And remember what our base is. And as we come up to Easter, this is really a, a, a pillar of our faith. Because Jesus died for us. So that's that's our reality. That's our base. Are we? Do we have to adapt? No, we don't adapt. We just draw closer. I guess you could say that's an adaptation, but we don't adapt to the world. We adapt to God's word. And as we draw closer, we draw closer to him through this whole silent time. <laughs> Questions, guys. Is, um, thinking about the people that are just like tuning in and they're... Uh, they, they're either new Christians just trying to get their feet underneath them or non-believers that are searching because this time is going to make a lot of fear and a lot of doubt happen. It's going to bring a lot of questions to their minds. Even though we're staying at home, how, how can we reach out to those people? How can we show through our actions and show through you know whatever content we put out there how can we show them to God through whatever we do? Well, okay. Those people obviously are playing on social media because there's not much else to do right now. I mean, if you can't get close to people, you can't really go do anything. 
most of these people on social media. I like the idea of what you're talking about, the Bible stories and different things like that. Maybe even trying to do a group chat because, again, iron sharpens iron. You can't sit there and do stuff by yourself. you got to try to actually reach out and touch people in any way, shape, or form. And right now, social media is a big thing. I mean, there's so many different memes and everything else that are out there right now. And, you know, I, that's the way I look at it. With regards to new Christians, people out there searching, I do believe, like Wayne says, we stick with the stuff. We focus on what God's word says. One of the biggest differences between us that believe and the folks that don't understand is the hope and the joy that is within us. So when people outside look at me, they should see a difference. They should see something that is not the same. And they should know that, you know, what has this guy got that I don't? What else has this guy got? You know, what else is going on that this guy has that I, I, I don't have? I don't have that hope. I don't have that assurance. I don't have that reality of, of what God is in my life. What is that? What? How come this guy is joyful even though chaos and mayhem are happening around him? You know, how can you do that? That's that's the difference. So hopefully you can hear me. Other nice. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Gosh, I wish I could hear him. <laughs> <laughs> he, he makes a good point. He makes a good point. <laughs> I, I'm just putting words in his mouth as he speaks. <laughs> And Wayne, that makes it fun too. Wayne, like, you're not supposed to make fun of the, the mime. Uh, I miss you, Mike. I can't hear a word you're saying. <laughs> but I'm sure it's good. <laughs> it's, like, it's like watching a foreign film with no subtitles. So you just add <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, in, in the midst of all this, and, you know, um, whether they are unbelievers, believers, or anything in between that they're just just trying to be seeking i am seeing an outpouring of love coming from the community like every Absolutely. time i i i log into facebook and social media I, I see people trying to lift each other up i see people volunteering to go drop off food to people deliver stuff for kids making the masks for people so they can go out and and have that little bit of a security to, to go out and, and try to find normalcy in their life just in shopping. If you're listening to this, I, I want to say thank you and that it's uh, it, it, it's recognized. Also, to the small businesses that aren't giving up, the ones that are essential, um, the, the local restaurants that stay open and are, are willing to do takeout, They're, they are um, changing the way they do business so they can still serve so they can still serve the community and, and, and give them that little bit of normalcy. And it's a lifeline because if it wasn't for my wife, I would be starving to death because I can't cook. <laughs> so I would be relying on those services to keep me alive. <laughs> you can only eat so many hot dogs before. <laughs> okay. I got, I got to chime in here for just a second. This, this, this doesn't have to do with, with the topic entirely at hand, but, there was this couple that has, they have no kids. They're very, very wealthy. And they, during all of this, they literally went to my brother, Paul, because they knew he was just like a single bachelor guy. And they go, 
how do you eat? Like they eat literally two to three times a day. They eat out two to three times a day. They had no idea. What do you buy what, at a grocery store? What do you buy? Like, like they don't buy food. Their fridge is empty. Like they have no reason to, they just go out. I'm like, <laughs> okay. I, I never thought survival was going to end up being, Hey, you know what? Open a can of corn and stick it on the stove, man. Just <laughs> it's that easy. <laughs> I'm excited about some of the stuff that I've been doing with my family cooking wise. We've been experimenting since you got on the cooking thing. It's been fun, you know, teaching our kids some new things, you know, going through some new, you know, whatever. We're just throwing stuff around going, Hey, let's try this today. Let's do this today. Hey, what about this? Yeah. Definitely keeping it, keeping it interesting. So, you know, that's, that's, I guess, part of our fun thing that we do is cook. <laughs> so, <laughs> so praise the Lord. We actually have the ability to, to do that. And my wife and I, we do have a lot of fun with that. Um, so, you know, it's, it's enjoyable to say, Hey guys, why don't you try doing this and throw the, the teenagers into the kitchen and see what they do, you know, and things like that. So definitely exciting in that regard because we are spending a little more time with them and doing stuff like that uh, but like I said before I'm going to reiterate what I said before hopefully maybe you can hear it a little better uh, folks that are out there that see us as Christians need to need to see the difference between us and everybody else out there and there should be a difference there should be something that changes you know between us and them so when they look at us, and this is across the board, even when you go to, even when you, when you have a normal whatever, there should always be this. No matter if it's a trying time or not a trying time, we should always have this in our life in the, in the concept that Christ should be showing through us in such a manner that other people look at us and go, I want what they have. Whatever they got, I need it. Whether it's the hope, the, the peace, the joy, those things right there, the world cannot buy those things. No matter what you take, no matter what you do, you're not going to get those things unless you have Christ. And those are the things that when we as Christians go through the fire and go through the trials, that's where we come out on the outside and people are like, wow, I want that. Whatever they got. I need it. And that's what we as Christians need to be showing forth during this time is we need to be getting rid of the dross, rid of the, the stuff that as we go into the fire, as we go into the furnace, all the junk gets burned off and God takes us and cleans us up and we come out shining like a beautiful vessel and people are like, okay, wow, that's awesome. Whatever just happened. I mean, they should be those those people should be, you know, crying in the streets and wailing and and having fits and 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 fear and, and anxiety and, and torch. You know, all these things should be going through and they're not. Why? Why are they not doing those things? Because Christ is within us. And that is what we need to be able to show forth. Paul, the apostle going from church to church, doing the things he did. He, I love how it says he bounded from one place to another. Uh, he went from prison to prison. He was in prison. <laughs> so, you, know, uh, he, you know, he went from torture to torture. He, he went from place to place. And, and no matter what, he was still rejoicing and singing and, and singing praises to the Lord. 
And people were like, I want what this guy has. You know, whatever it is, we need it. That's what people need to see right now. That's what Christians need to be showing for right now. We need to be stepping up our game and saying, God, get rid of the dross. Get rid of the junk in my life so that other people can see you through me in this time, in this trial, in this situation. I want other people to have hope that they don't have. And that's how we, that's how, Tom, that we reach people at this time, no matter what we're doing, whether it's FaceTime, whether it's group stuff, whether it's just calling people on the phone, you know, whether it's writing people a letter, there's a thought. People don't do a lot of that stuff anymore. How about you sit down and write somebody a letter and, and be real, you know, be, be that person that God wants you to be. If God puts somebody on your heart, get a hold of that person, talk to them. And that's how things are going to change. That's how we are going to make a difference in this world right now. Love you guys. Awesome. Yeah, Justin, I, I see your comment there about uh, people reaching out to you. I, I've seen pictures on, on online where they say that people are getting bored. They're getting bored going through, the, you know, you know, before phones, when you're using the restroom, you'd read the back of like a cleaning bottle just to give yourself something to read. So now you have people that are uh, reading old, old messages. And so out of the blue, you'll get a, a, a message from someone that you sent a uh, Merry Christmas to back in, in December, finally saying, yeah, my Christmas was okay. How about yours? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but go, going along these lines of uh, people putting, putting stuff out there, I know I have a few I want to share, but do you guys know of people that are, are reaching out to make a difference in their own corner of the world? that are putting stuff out on social media that people can easily look into and go learn from, engage with, that, that can help them not feel quite quite so alone during this time of staycation. There's been a lot of things that I've observed. Um, I don't know if I'm online here as far as what we're talking about right now, but as far as people that are reaching out to other people, that there's a there's a young lady that goes to your church, Mike, that came out with this Neighbors Helping Neighbors in Oscoda County. There was like close to a thousand people on that site alone that were reaching out to the community. Wow. Um, helping, helping people with things they need. Somebody somebody um, posted something about um, they didn't have any food. They had no food. And mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that blows my mind. But right away there were people jumping in and saying hey i can i can help with that where do you want to meet where do you live and there are other people that were chiming in as well saying hey how can i help how can i get this food to you so we can take it all at one time to me that is outstanding and i kept thinking to myself you know what this is america these are christian people these are you know maybe they're not christian people but you know what there's a lot of good people out there helping other people in this time because they need it and it's really coming to light because people are looking to help other people in this time i mean in this whole thing with the masks that they're making that blows my mind i mean i'm thinking i i want to make a mask but the mask probably wouldn't help them any 
I can't sew a link uh, for those buttons. Uh, I can sew the buttons maybe so they can hook them on. But these things are just amazing as this time goes on, how people are jumping in to help other people. This, this is what God has called us to, to help other people. And, and I think that's where we show our testimony as well. Uh, some of the teachers, like uh, Fairview School, Mile School, uh, I think on Mondays they're feeding the kids. They're giving food out. This is what we should be doing. These are things that we should be doing. I mean, I spend a lot of time on social media. I'm addicted to it. Uh, my phone, I think it just sticks <laughs> to my hand now. My phone, once I try to separate myself from my phone, but it sticks to my hand now. It's a bad habit, but I try to make it a positive thing and try to encourage other people. Um, I hope this is what you were looking for, but this is what I'm seeing. This is, this is what we're called to in this lull. Mm-hmm. In this lull, this is what we're called to. And we need to look for ways. And if the Holy Spirit calls us to do something, we need to do it. We need to do it. Don't think about it. Don't have regrets about it. Just do it. All right. I'm my rant's over. <laughs> <laughs> Until the next one. <laughs> All right. Take it up, Tom. All right. So um, looking at real things that we can do, I have a suggestion. My, my wife is doing that already. If people have to go to the store, Oh, yeah. <laughs> if people have to go to the store, um, it's okay to rely on others. Don't don't feel shy or ashamed. Please like, ask. Yeah, my, my, my wife, she goes in and she's like, if I'm going to the store anyway, who needs something? There's people that we know are voluntarily boxing themselves in their house and are not opening that door until they get the all clear. And for those people, she'll go and she'll, she'll do their shopping and drop it off on the doorstep you know how however that works she, she works it out but but she should go and one person instead of five families going out you know i mean it's it's, it's awesome that uh communities can rely on each other like that and people are willing to so i don't want to say take advantage but uh, allow them to it, you know you're not taking advantage of something that's offered allow them and then well, I I fully agree because the way I look at it, Justin kind of touched on this and I'll just come out and say this. There's we are all still kids. It takes a community to raise a, a child. We all should be able to be have you the lone wolf mentality or like the single guy that just doesn't do anything. That makes no sense to me. I'm sorry. It makes no sense to me one one bit. I still rely on many of my friends to help me out. I have my friends actually asked me for a favor this morning. I had to go run and do that before I came over here and sat in my apartment. But the lone wolf mentality is just bonkers to me. You cannot do anything by yourself. You need help in one way or another. Could that be just day-to-day living or spiritually or pretty much anything else in your life. You need other people with you. Church. Right. That, that's people. what church is. Yeah. So yeah, we're oh, having, go ahead, we're Mike. Church right now. <laughs> the other thing I think that would help too is getting out and moving, making sure you're moving around during the day. And there's a lot of 
uh, people out of work that are, you know, like coaches and, and people that help with athletics or they do, they do uh, exercising and stuff like that. You got to remember all the gyms are shut down. So a lot of, a lot of my friends, Tom's friends, some of the, a lot of our friends are out of work. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to help people online. And so they're giving people exercise routines and helping people out like that too. So there's a lot of stuff out there right now. Uh, there's people all over the place around the world uh, that are struggling and, and we need to try and help those people out and, and help people stay focused and energized with the right mentality and things like that too. To point this back to you, to you four, it's all, I'll share at the end. Tell me about a scripture verse or a song that has been laid on your heart that you can't shake that I'm now giving you the opportunity just to share this. And, and, and those that are watching, those that are, that are listening, add yours in the, in the comments below. A, a good tidings message, a verse that makes you think that, that uh, really relates or a, a song that is put in your heart to help you deal with stuff. What, what is your go-to now during this time, guys? Well, oh. big pause, big pause. Yeah, yeah. On our podcast, this would be edited out, and they would be sounding like sharp tacks. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Got it. <laughs> By the way, this was unscripted. Tom, thank you very much for not including that in the preemptive. You're welcome. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I can go in, I like. Uh, Proverbs 3, 5, we did this on the last one, but it is actually still still pretty good with me. Trust in the Lord all your heart and learn not on your own understanding. It's all your ways submitted to him and he will have your path straightened. What does that What does that mean to you? What What uh, thoughts is that that put in your head, man? It's just to me. It's do what you can with what is around you as of right now, but your path will be still laid out by him. So even though, yeah, trust in the fact that even though you didn't get the job promotion, you didn't go back to work. Everything's gonna work out. Like it's just gonna find its own little way. And I've seen that throughout my whole life where different things happen to me and it just all, you know, it didn't work out the way I wanted it to, but you know, that Ferrari and that model for a wife, you know, it's just luck of one a million. <laughs> and uh, a, a story that I, I, I spoke with Justin about earlier and I, I shared it with a, a friend of mine, uh, Oniachi, he's over in, uh, the Albion State over in Nigeria. Who he's, are just he's now, real. He's a real person. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, their their oh, state just got on lockdown. And okay. uh, he, has a, he has a friend that lives there. And when they put their state on lockdown, he he got locked out. He, he, he's uh, worried about him and, and, you know, 
over there, they're, they don't have good roads. They don't have reliable electricity. And he was, he was afraid. He's like, I don't know where, where this is going to go. What's going to go here? You know, what's going to happen next? He, he hit me up because he thought that he, he read somewhere that America has a cure for the coronavirus. And I was like, no, no, not that I know of. But um, I was able to share with him the, the, the message of the, the Hebrews being led from uh, the Egyptians and how they were following Moses all the way to the Red Sea. And when they got to the Red Sea, they were like, great, now what? We have something coming for us, and where we were going to is blocked. We can't get past this obstacle. This seems too great. Until this crazy guy that they were following, Moses, stepped out into the water and prayed, and, and God parted the Red Sea and made a way through. Um, I was able to, to, to say that that, that is a, a test of faith, not, not to give up hope so quickly. Yeah, Justin. Okay, can I, mine is not a verse, but because our church has been obviously locked down, it, we, I mean, we, we have a lot of people who are, well, we'll just say up there in years in my church and <laughs> in All respect, in respect to them, I'm, I'm, I'm the youngest whippersnapper, actually no pastor's youngest whippersnapper there. He's actually younger than I am. But anyway, my, my point in that is, is the moment we heard about this, we, we were like, absolutely not. Nobody is going anywhere then. Because, I mean, that's all it's going to take is for one person to even have a cold, not even Corona, and it's, it's going to affect everybody, you know. Because of what's been going on, we've been having uh, Sabbath school and so forth at, in my house. So we've been doing on the spur, like, Sabbath studies all Saturday morning or all Saturday day. And the last one that we did, and this is, I mean, Tom, you're asking for like a verse that's kind of been pulling you through this. And this really isn't a verse. It was a lesson that I taught with the kids. It was uh, my son, my daughter, my nephew. It was, it was very interesting. I'm just going to share this if I can. Uh, this is just a diagram that, and, and it, it just kind of triggered this because, uh, Tom, you were just talking about uh, them reaching the Red Sea, uh, the Gulf of uh, what's now known as the Gulf of Aqaba is in, in the Red Sea, and they crossed the Red Sea, right? And they obviously had to have the faith in all of this as well. And it, it really, really hit me because of the plagues that are going on, uh, plague that's going on, let me put it that way, uh, loosely put in quotation, plague that's going on. Uh, the kids are obviously asking a lot of questions. So they were asking about Egypt, and we kind of got into the Egypt. Okay, so what about the 10 plagues of Egypt? So I went into it, and I found this, and I've always known this, but this person knows me very well, so they actually graphed it out. If you can't read it, that's fine. Uh, you can kind of see the website up there. It is a really great depiction of why God, because the question I posed to the children was, why did God do 10 plagues? Specifically, why? And it's the principle that's behind all of this. And remember how I talked about earlier about principles that God teaches us. And what ended up happening was I taught the kids about why God did 10 plagues. To us, this, these plagues just mean they're just disgusting. I mean, the first one is water turned to blood. Why did God turn the Nile, actually all the water, it says, to blood? Well, because they actually had several gods that had to do with the river. And that's why. God himself, the living God, Jehovah, 
Yahovah, however, however it's be pronounced in whatever language you like to speak it when it comes to that, he is breaking everybody's trust in these fake gods. You know, it has uh, the water turned to blood, the frogs, because they had uh, what's called the uh, Hiquet, was the Egyptian goddess with the head of a frog. Why? Because they put their faith in that. They put their faith in all ten, actually technically nine, of these sets of gods, and God, the living God, uh, God of the Bible, came out and said, no, listen, I am the living God. And what came out of that, the interesting thing that came out of that, which the kids, it was kind of shocking for the kids to understand this, which was that God was not just trying to mess up the Egyptians. God was trying to show the Egyptians who he really is, that he is the one with all the power. He is the one that's there for them. He is the one, and this is why at the end, when the Egyptian or when um, the Hebrews left, many, the scripture says that many of the Egyptians left too. Why? Because during all those plagues, Goshen, which was where all the Hebrews lived at that time, all the Israelites, that's where they lived. And be, that was because of this. And God was showing his power and showing his mercies to Israel. And many of the Egyptians realized, I've got I've to jump ship. Because I've put my faith in all of these fake things. And the living God is right here. The, God, the real God is right here. And that's and I know you you were looking for a verse you were looking for like a, a song or something like that I can't give that to you I give th this principle of God is showing Himself every single day we just have to be willing to drop our blinders and look for it every day. Wow, he's good, eh? Sorry, right? Sorry, guys. I actually have a message on that, so I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a little I preachy. <laughs> You're good. You're good. Mike, you up? Sure, I'll take it there. Psalm 42, uh, the whole chapter, is essentially what I jump to during things like this. Uh, I'm going to read one verse, and it's it's quite interesting. This, this one verse kind of sums up some of the stuff in the story, uh, but it would be a good read if somebody wanted to just read it, Psalm 42. It's an excellent uh, thought process because at this time, David had basically had everything hitting him from every side and he felt trapped and he felt uh, like he had no place to turn. And so at that point, he said, why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God. For I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. So uh, to sum that up, he said, what in the world am I doing in the doldrums? Why am I stuck having a frown on my face when I have God? And immediately I think of a song. It's It Is Well With My Soul. It's an old hymn that uh, Mr. Uh, Spafford, when he was uh, going over, there was a whole bunch of plague stuff going on at that time. He, they, were, he, they were fleeing different things. He sent his family over the waters prior to him, 
He was the only one left at the back. So his daughters and his wife went on a ship to go across and uh, the ship went down and his wife messaged him from the other shore and said, saved alone. That was the only two words she wrote to him. He got on a ship, headed out. And as the, as his ship passed over the waters, he went out on the balcony and the captain said, you know, we're about to pass over this area uh, where the, where the ship went down, where your daughters are. And uh, he said, okay. And as he went over the watery graves of his daughters, he wrote the song, it is well with my soul. It's one of my favorite songs because it means so much. Just the chorus, you know, it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. Taking those things into context of what he's really saying. He's he's given it everything to God. No matter what the situation was, he gave it all to the Lord. And he just lost his all of his kids. And he was going over their grave. And you know what? He said, you know what, God? I'm not going to get into the doldrums. I'm not going to get down. I'm not going to let my spirit get disquieted within me. And he wrote a beautiful song that to this day has inspired people to smile and think about their situation and realize that, that the Lord is coming back and we have something to look forward to. And I tell you what, that, this is one of the songs that I, I plan on singing online here shortly. And I'm really looking forward to singing that because I believe it'll help people. It'll help people just think about what they're doing and, and stop getting upset and stop getting, you know, having problems. And, and then those folks that are going through trials that they're losing their family members. This man lost his daughters. He lost all of his hope with the situation at hand. He lost everything he had. All he had left was his wife on the other shore, and, and he was hoping and praying she was okay at that time. And you know what? He still wrote this song. And I tell you what, what a blessing to see somebody else that already went through the fire, already went through the trials, and already went through the stuff to be able to pin something like that. David in the Bible Good illustration of somebody going through all these trials, all these tribulations, all these stuff going on, losing everything, losing loved ones, losing all kinds of things, losing every, all his riches, having everything taken away. And during that time, he goes, why art thou cast down? Oh, my soul. Why art thou disquieted within me? Yeah, I want to preach right now, brother. I tell you what, I am so fired up with how the world views, you know, this stuff going on. And I'm like, stop. We have a God that controls everything. And he is my hope. He is my rock. He is my fortress. He is my shelter. And guess what? I'm going to depend on him no matter what happens, because it doesn't matter what happens. My God doesn't change. He doesn't go anywhere. He's always there for me. He is a stable and, and steady structure. I will not have him go away. I have faith in my God. Yes, and I definitely fear not because he said it so many times in the Bible. Fear not. And I tell you what, I am so excited for 
people to understand who my God is because it'll help them through this situation, through this time. So I'm, I got to stop guys. <laughs> I'll get too fired up tonight. Amen. I love you guys. Amen. Awesome. Hey, Wayne, do you got anything before I, I wrap it up? Yeah. Yeah, I do actually. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I have posted on social media is 365 times in the Bible, it says fear not or no fear. I love that thing. I don't know who puts that out, but it says no fear, no fear. You shouldn't have any fear. I mean, we're human beings, right? We, we will have that little bit of anxiety that comes in. But 365 times, how many, how many days in a year? Huh? Eh? How many years? How many, how, many, how many days? Pardon me. And Sully, just to refer back to what you were talking about, this is all about trust. This whole thing is about trust. This lull in our everyday lives, it's all about trust now. It's, it's causing us to look towards God and trust him and all these things. Because like Mike said, he is in control here. I'll just share something real quick. The other day I was working with my wife. We're redoing a bathroom also, Justin. And and I'm not I'm not real good at that stuff, but I have a lot of anxiety when it comes to using tools. I don't know what tools are. Tell me what tools are. Show me what tool. Um, but I just said to I said to my wife, I said, Can we just can we just put some music on? And and we loaded up some praise music and, and it changed the whole attitude the whole atmosphere and we just kind of got into a groove and and i'm telling you what we, we can make a lot of money doing this but i don't know i don't want to do that but for me this if you don't know lauren daigle there's two songs you need to hear um they're just simply you say and the other one is rescue but i can tell you one of the things that i sing all the time to myself it's like a prayer i don't know that i can sing it either without choking up but the main line is, if we ever needed you, Lord, it's now. It's now. Do we need the rescue? Nah. I think what we need to do is become the man or the woman that God has called us to be. Awesome. And it, this, this time, this time in our lives, this is the time that we draw closer and we become or we try to become or we move closer to what God wants us to be. Um, this is perfect timing. This is perfect. This timing is perfect. Thanks, guys. All right. So uh, I'm going to wrap it up with a poem here. And um, I'll tell you the, the title of it after I get done reading it. Maybe you guys will uh, know it as I read it. One night I dreamed a dream. As I was walking along the beach with my Lord, across the dark sky flashed scenes from my life. For each scene, I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand. One belonging to me and one to my Lord. After the last scene of my life flashed before me, I looked back at the footprints in the sand. I noticed that many times along the path of my life, especially at the very lowest and saddest times, there is only one set of footprints. This really troubled me, so I asked the Lord about it. Lord, you said once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way. But I noticed that during the saddest and most troublesome times in my life, there was only one set of footprints. I don't understand why. Why, when I needed you the most, you would leave me? He whispered, my precious child, I love you and I will never leave you. Never, ever, during your trials and testings. When you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. 
and that is uh, Footprints in the Sand, and it was written by, well, I don't know who it was written by, uh, Mary Fishback Powers, Mary Fishback Powers. And I thought that, that this time that we're going through is one of those times where he's going to carry us through this. He's going to carry us through this. There are uh, there's a, a song that was uh, produced by Train called "Calling All Angels." It was remade for a show called uh, "The Passion," where they did a uh, a stylized reenactment of uh, the crucifixion, uh, led up by Tyler Perry. But uh, that song right now always plays in my head. How we need a sign to let us know you're here. You know, um, I'm going to end up posting that video on, on social media later on, too, because it's just going in my head all the time. But, guys, this has been so much fun. Thanks for joining me for this. Yeah. As we great. wrap this up, continue to leave comments below, guys, even after this is done uh, and you're on rewatching it. Throw things in there that you might have missed. We'll see those even then. We'll see every time that somebody comments. And uh, thank you for your time, guys. And, and thank you, gentlemen, for, for being here. <laughs> Good to see you guys. Yeah, it's good to see you guys. Yep. Great to see you guys. Hello again. I hope you had a great time. If you ever want to reach out to that chili crew, you can find them on the interwebs. You can find them in the Book of Faces, a Twittering Bird, and now also on a YouTube. YouTube. Who makes up these names? Anyway, and if you want to be part of the conversation... The Chili Crew, every Thursday at 7 p.m., will go live on Facebook. Especially during this time, it's great to hear from anyone. I tell you right now, the UPS man has become my new best friend. Well, I hope you all stay safe, and Lord bless you. <laughs>